fadies! Thanks for downloading and listening to Chapter 3, Episode 3! It's great to have you along for the ride. If you enjoy what you hear, please feel free to give us a review on iTunes. You don't have to, but if you did, that would be wicked. You know who else is wicked? Our Patreon supporters! Shout out to Alex White Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, James Blyser, Sajay Hodgkins, Laura Douglas, Mel Ziegler, Roger Afamate, and Sam Malcolm. If you want to support the show, check out our reward tiers over at patreon.com slash fateofison. We're joined by our good friend Irene Cucci again in this episode, so let's get into it. Last time, Banfor, Marley, and Irene the Monk ventured deep into the ancient tunnels beneath the royal keep of Stonemore. They encountered a pair of ghosts. Banfor and Marley attacked with their magic weapons, and Irene punched them. Seriously, she punched ghosts. How cool are monks? They then came to a puzzle involving rooms, doors, riddles, and things getting a little bit fractal. Are we ready to hang <clears throat> Rock and or roll. Okay, so, uh, hey, oh, just talk over me, that's fine, Julia. I was about to say, we're at seven minutes now, so I was trying to be helpful. Oh, he's not even listening to me. That's probably... (laughs) Sorry. No, of course not. I I try not to. What's up? (laughs) Um, I was just saying, we're at seven minutes 30 now, so you can pretty much chop most of that, if you like. Hey everybody, this is episode 3 of chapter 3 of The Fate of Ison, da, 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 da. and I am sitting here talking to uh, the wonderful um, Oliver Scripps. Hey, it me. It me indeed. Um, the also wonderful Julia Burgesser. Oh, hello. I don't really know what that is. That, that was no, that, not good. <laughs> That, that hurt my soul. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go back to eating my champagne ham, guys. Champagne. You know, if it's not from the Champagne region of France, it's just sparkling wine ham. Um, champagne showers. Yeah. <laughs> real pain for my sham friends. Champagne for my real friends. <laughs> Anakin Disco. Yes. And also the even more wonderful than all of us combined um, special guest, Irene Cucci. That's your new theme song. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's how it goes. Cool. Uh, so, um, who wants to have a go at trying to recap what happened last time? Anyone? I have no idea. I can't remember. I could try if you like. Um, yeah, please do. I'm, I'm, I, I really want to know that someone's invested in this. <laughs> Okay. Um, I I wrote some notes. Um, I wrote. Let's see. I wrote that. Wait, no, that's that's the game. Okay, so Banfor was lit with some glowstones. Is the note that I wrote apparently. Um, there was a door down to some stone stairs, and this door was the one that we went through after we'd bookcase killed that lady. So bookcase killed. Yeah. So we bookcase oh, yeah. killed the lady in the previous session and, and well previous. And then we went down the stairs with the corridor and then they were all like, you have not the keepers medallion. Um, the ghosties did. And then while, even though I persuaded them to not like attack us, they attacked us anyway, which was shit. Thanks to him. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then they were like, which door shall we go through? And it was all like, I hold many secrets. And we had to do the left door or the right door and then the, the go through and then the left door or the right door again. And it was all very confusing. Um, but we managed to pop through somehow at the same door at the same time in a corridor where we're waiting for the instruction with our lives. I'm pretty sure. Like in a very vague, brief way, that's pretty much what happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is what happened. Hooray! Yay! Do I yeah, get, so, like, inspiration again? You know what? Yeah, I'll give you one inspiration point for that. <laughs> Woo! Um, yeah, so uh, 
uh, in a nutshell, yeah, Marley Banfor um, and their new friends Kyrene the Monk and Hodge the Wolf um, ventured through oh the God, heavy wooden door. Oh my God, I forgot to mention I got a wolf. <laughs> you sure did. Um, and yep, uh, some stuff happened, including ghosts and a puzzle. Um, the ghost <coughs> said, you bear not the keeper's medallion over and over again, and you don't know what that means. You are now in a corridor with cobbled stone walls and bright white glowing stones embedded in the ceiling like light bulbs. Uh, behind you is the door that you all came out of, despite the fact that Banfor and Marley entered one door and Kyrene entered another. So you had a bit of a mind bend there. If we went in different doors and came out the same one, what? Um, you can see the end of this corridor, about 80 feet in front of you, and it doesn't look like there's any kind of door. It just kind of looks like it's a dead end from here. So hallway 80 feet, presumed dead end. I'm just going to walk forward anyway. Yeah. Okay. follows. Just at like a regular pace or like a careful pace or trepidatious <laughs> What are you going for here? Just walking? Just. I'm just going to walk up to it, assuming, like I would assume that even though I can kind of see that it might be a dead end, that it's like a thing I can press or something. So I'm just going to like walk at it. Banfor okay. is walking in a carefree and lackadaisical style, which belies his absolute readiness for danger. <laughs> DM uh, Brad. Just in case I get disadvantaged on things springing at me. <laughs> okay. Um, and Kyrene, yeah. are you part of this? Every spell. No, I'm kidding. That's I'm going to gaming. Do it carefully. You're walking carefully? I'm going to walk carefully. Okay. Um, all of you roll me a perception check. Uh, Kyrene with advantage, because you, you stated you are being careful. <laughs> fucking asshole. Uh, oh, you it's, a, it's a five. Oh, five, okay. Okay, 13. And Jules? 16. 16, okay. Um, right, none of you see what's about to happen. Um, there is a clicking sound. All of you, please roll me a dexterity save. Well, I have a question in that. Well, that's a net one. That is a unnatural twenty. Okay, um, Banfor, I'm going to get to your net one in a minute. Um, there was a there was a twenty for you, right, Irene? Yeah. Uh, and what? Eight. Yeah. And what was yours, Jules? Um, not ideal. Um, <laughs> it was a ten. Ten I mean, total. It was totally okay. a net twenty, but you know, it was. A 10. <laughs> Okay, um, Marley and Banfor, you both take nice um, eight piercing damage as a barrage of darts shoots from the far end of the wall at you. Um, Kyrene does some sick Matrix monk dodging, um, and these darts just kind of fly past her. And I'll leave Hodge out of this because I don't want to barrage him with um... darts. Uh, um, what? No, no, what is it? Oh, I was going to do my reaction where I could deflect mis- uh, missiles back at it. But if it's in the wall, never mind. Mm. You can, I mean, you can deflect to save your friends if that's part of the skill. Uh, no, it's if you're hit. So. Okay, so it's just for you. Yes, Okay, and band four, for your um, natural one that you just rolled... Mm-hmm. Um, you get to have your first taste of the Chaos Curse. Yay! Roll me a D100. So that's five D20s. Uh, no, it is um, two D10s. One for the tens and one for the ones. Oh. That makes sense. Which one's a D10? It's the one with ten sides. Is it the, is it the UFO? Yeah, that's the UFO. And- so roll one of those to determine the tens. I only have one. Okay. Oh no, I have two. Well, it could either be seventy-seven or seventy-seven. <laughs> nice. Depending on uh, which way round you want okay. it. Okay. So a seventy-seven on the chaos curse table is. You forget how arms work. 
for the, for the next just for the next six oh. seconds or so one turn if this were in combat you cannot attack or defend or do anything with your arms well I didn't need them anyway <laughs> so you're just standing there you got pelted with um, darts and you're just like I, I can't do like how do I how do I do something about this <laughs> Um, Banfor, no stranger to uh, fast onset numbness, takes it like a champ. Okay, so you just stand there like a pincushion, and you're fine with it. (sighs) Marley, um, like, looks amazing for a second. Like, super just wondrous as she's singing to herself quietly. Um, And... That's because she just mantle of inspiration to herself with plus five temporary hit points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because um, she's on three <laughs> without that. So Right. So you've got uh, temporary hit points now. Just, just temporary extra hit points just for a bit as she sung herself a sweet little song. All hit points are temporary when you think about it. Well, yeah. Exactly. Just in case um, another barrage of arrows is coming, I just wanted to get that done. Um, I feel like it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do um, you so, so continue? So we got that as we moved, right? Like, uh, yeah, as you as your group progressed towards the wall. Yeah. Was there any? Oh, we didn't. Well, I obviously didn't because of my shittiness. Um, Notice any sort of sound or movement of a stone underfoot? Um, roll an investigation check. If you want to look for whatever caused that. Yeah. No idea why I'm doing this. Um, that's an eight. Uh, yeah, no, you can't. You just kind of look around the room. Your arms regain use. And you just... Yeah, you can't find any sign of why that happened. So, so Molly sung her quiet little song to herself and then um, turned around to you guys and was like, the fuck was that? And where'd that come from? <laughs> Did you guys feel that too? I totally felt that. Um, Banfor's no, arms are now floating like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I what don't do know do? what I don't what know do what do? to do with my hands right now. <laughs> do we stay still? Do we move? What do we do? We should probably walk carefully this time. All right, for two, say we send the dog down. All in favor, raise your hands. Okay. I. Bamboo puts up two hands. That's not going to (laughs) happen. I forgot about my wolf. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sneaky, so maybe I could stealth ahead. Yeah, like I'm thinking maybe we stealth it. Okay. Uh, Marley, two two seconds here, just quietly. And um, Bamford takes Marley to the side um, I'm not and moving. says, um, uh, <laughs> vis-a-vis, uh, the, the previous issues we've had with a certain uh, Trantis, do we want um, this person to uh, be our scout uh, going into another keep again? Well, not particularly. But let's face it, I'm not looking too good right now. I haven't actually healed myself based on the last battle that we had, and I have feel like my magic is really low in my body right now, and I feel like I couldn't really cast much. So I'm kind of in a bit of trouble here. Yes, granted, you know, myself included. Um, Couldn't help but noticing... Uh, the young lady dodged all of those darts. <laughs> I mean, you know? you're not wrong. I feel like I'm having one of those moments where, you know, when there's like a fizz, there's like a fizz in the, in your, there's like a fizz in your dark patch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's a thought, I think. Molly wants right. to make it clear in her head she has no idea what Bamfor is talking about with a fizz in the dark patch, but she just wants to nod and say, yep, to move the conversation on. All I'm saying is... You may remember in the last episode, I don't know why I said episode, but (laughs) you may remember that I 
I did have a look inside her brain uh, with that yeah. spell that I could do, and I didn't find anything. Oh, well, you didn't tell me that. But yeah. Uh, actually, you're, you failed to read her thoughts. No, yeah. I know. But metagaming, Brad, I wouldn't know. Okay. <laughs> you wouldn't know that you couldn't read her thoughts? No, I wouldn't know that she protected her thoughts from me, because as far as I can see, the spell sort of just goes, I didn't get in very far. I still see, but, like, top of mind stuff, but I don't really. All right. But you don't tell Bam for this. No, I wouldn't know that. But you wouldn't um, tell him that you failed to read your mind completely. Would I know that, Brad? I feel like I don't know if I would know that. Um, That's tricky I work. think, yeah, I, I think you would know if, like, if you failed. Okay. All right. So maybe I, I didn't read your mind completely. But, I mean, I've, I got good vibes, shall we just say. And by the way, can Karina totally hear us saying all of this? Because um, I didn't she say can roll that I was messaging. She can roll a perception check if she wants to. Uh, I didn't say that we were 13. messaging, so... 13? Um, okay, uh... Marley, just roll a... I guess roll a stealth check to see how quiet you're being right now how well you're conspiring <laughs> so that's 10 <laughs> yeah she can totally hear everything you're saying <laughs> yeah it's just horse whispers it's just stage whispers and horse yeah. whispers <laughs> well, because Molly refused to move her feet because she was worried about being hit with more arrows so she's literally exactly where you, she was I just I got good vibes okay well, Marley, I mean, I've, I, I shuddered to remember the time that you said it was a good idea to fight a fire giant. We lived through that. Some of us, some of us only because of, you know, me. Oh my goodness. I mean, look, look, we can't stay in this hallway and argue for the entire time. My feet I mean, are started, I'm starting to wobble. <laughs> You know, I can't hear you. I thought you could. Any <laughs> help? I mean, I do you want to like attach a rope to me or? <laughs> I think I've got a better idea. And Pamphlet uh, unspools a rope um, and ties Kareen to him. <laughs> can God. I dodge out of his way so he can't do that? Yeah, let's try and do a let's do a contested grapple. So, um, an athletics for Banfor, and then either a an athletics or acrobatics for Kyrene um, to as avoid. a bonus oh, action. Acrobatics. I'd like to say, "Come here, you little bugger." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a net twenty plus six. Holy oh, shit! Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, you can got you beat that? little circus person? No, I got a seventeen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he he grabs the little halfling woman, <laughs> um, and um, I'm not really sort of sure like if I'm a. Okay with this bondage situation that's developing in front of me. <laughs> it's not bondage. I just get um, a sturdy rope uh, that has a piece of of manacle at the end, <laughs> and I and I, I I clip it just around it. Doesn't sound like bondage at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Um. Well, and then I blindfold her, <laughs> and then and we then say that if she gently. wants to stop, it's pineapples. <laughs> um. Anyway, before you all became, frankly, quite disgusting. Um. I just want to keep you where I can see you. Um, and it wouldn't help if I, hey, that wasn't, wait, this isn't Jeff and Simon. I can say filthy, disgusting things. Yeah, you're um, <laughs> So you've got this halfling woman tied up. Yeah. And then I tie the other end around my belt. Okay. So she's, she's on a leash. tied up. She's just tied to me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, by a different name, but I'm just. That does mean whatever damage you receive, she receives as well. That's a bit rough. Uh, no, okay. if she starts 
fucking around, I can just yeah and pull her back to us. <laughs> okay. And I know that at least so if you, I'm going to die, she'll die with me. She's not tied to your belt. She's just attached to your belt by a length of rope. No, oh, t- she's, got, she's got about 10, 10 to 20 feet of rope. Okay, cool. All right, cool. She, All right. she can do as she pleases. You know, Molly... she's an independent free person within <laughs> 10 to 15 feet of me. <laughs> Is this the 5 to 15 foot thing again? <laughs> yes. God. Okay, so, Kyrene, what do you do in light of this? I guess I'd pout a little bit. No. Grumbling <laughs> 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 a half-link. No. Just a tiny pout. Just a tiny pout. I thought I had something, but I guess not. Covers herself in butter. Gonna attempt to slip free. Uh, I'm going to start walking forward, I guess. Okay, cool. As you do, uh, um, you get nearer the wall and then, um, oh, where is this? A, um, a series of arcane looking symbols um, light up, creating a big, like a bright glowing ring on the stone floor. And then it just gets brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter, this ring. Um, does anyone want to roll Arcana to try and figure out what this is? Or yep. You don't have to. Okay. I got a nine. <laughs> I'm rolling like crap today. I got a crap. Well, you should probably pause and go. Hey. Um. Okay. Cool. So, if you want to visualize it, think of like any time you've seen on on TV, like someone doing like a summoning circle or something, or, or on like a game, um, where there's like symbols arranged in a circle and it lights up and then something appears in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um. To like stand the yeah but like it's on the ground uh, yeah sweet um and then appearing <laughs> <laughs> no it just lights up in a ring and then appearing in the ring is a dwarven man in uh like glowing white armor and he's got um a, a, a big um sword on his back and uh, a big bushy beard and he sort of appears and then all the ring or the glowing ring disappears and sort of his glow um dissipates a little bit so he's not like too hard on the eyes but now standing in front of you is a glowing dwarven warrior hello he looks at you you said you said that in common i presume uh i said that in common Okay. Molly immediately takes like a fighting stance with the few spell slots she has left and is in, in Dwarven, because she actually speaks Dwarven, um, goes, who goes there? Okay, he sees your defensive, like, or your combat stance, and then he draws his sword and takes a, like, a similar stance, and then, but doesn't, like, move to attack or anything. Um, and then just says, you bear not the Keeper's Medallion, I see. Is this in Corman? In Dwarven. This is in Dwarven. I'm like, fuck's sake, what is it with this Keeper's Medallion? <laughs> and I say that What in language common. do you say that? Oh. Yeah, I say that in Corman. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you trespass so? What are your intentions in this place? And I, taking a risk, I say in Dwarvish, we come to rescue the Queen. Okay. He pauses for a moment and stands upright. So, like, takes, like, stands up out of his defensive stance and sheaths his sword. Holy shit. <laughs> Molly then, says and that then, in common. <laughs> then, like, stares into you as if assessing whether or not you're telling the truth. Um, roll a persuasion check, I guess. six because I'm rolling like shit but that's okay because my persuasion is plus 11 so that's 17 <clears throat> yeah he he gives a little like nod like of acceptance and then 
you see him visually like very obviously drop his guard like he is no longer prepared to fight anymore I'm like okay and Marley sort of stands up again and sort of turns to the people behind her trying to keep the dwarf in her eye line but like also trying to look at Bamfor and Karen and is like I'm like so I told him we were here to rescue the queen and it doesn't look like he's gonna kill us anymore don't attack him and don't then attack him? he looks at Banfor and he says still in Dwarven though um, Marley you get the impression that maybe Dwarven's the only language he speaks or at least is willing to speak yeah um, but but he's he's very clearly saying this to Banfor. Um, says, I can feel you bear the heart of death. It's a heavy burden, no doubt. I translate. Says, I, Hello. <laughs> yeah. I go, uh, Banfor, I think he's talking to you. He says that he can see that you bear the heart of death and that it must be a heavy burden. Hey, Marley. I don't really know who he is. Do you want to know who he is? Oh, was... What's he talking about? The heart of death. <laughs> um, oh, Colleen. the thing of my pants? The stone, yes! Oh, my pants stone. Yeah, it is heavy, mate. Um, and also, when I go downstairs, it bumps into my testicles. <laughs> And Molly's like, she's not going to turn around and say that to the dwarf guy. And and, she, and Dwarven, she turns around and she says, uh, he, th- he, he he thanks you for recognising his burden. And and then, who, who are Meanwhile, you? Meanwhile, Banfor's mining at his testicle area. <laughs> um, okay. Meanwhile, um, Kyrene, can you roll me a history check, please? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, my dice don't like me today. Uh, that's a nine. Okay, this... You get the, the faint impression that this person is, like, vaguely familiar, but you, you can't pick why. Okay. And then, and, um, yeah, in, in response to Marley's translation of, of Ban for saying that uh, it is heavy and blah, blah, testicles, etc. <laughs> um, just, he, he just nods and then... Takes like a casual few steps in your direction. Uh, Bamford also takes a step towards him with his hand outstretched. Yep. Um, he stops on what would have been the perimeter of the glowing ring if it was still glowing. Mm-hmm. And um, it looks pretty obvious that he's not going to step out of that. But he reaches out a hand and meets your handshake, Bamford, and gives you a very hearty, like manly, dwarven. Warrior shake. Like trying to out alpha you, I guess. Uh, Bamfor attempts to out alpha him. Could we please have an alpha off? Oh, sure, just uh, straight up, straight up 20 no mods for an alpha off. Marley to Kyrene and is like, men, am I right? Got a two. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so oh annoying. my god, all the time. Ah, what is with these guys? Splinter, Jesus, you didn't have to. God, mate, jeez. <laughs> Louise, it's, oh, it's gone in further. It's gone in further. I was just okay. about to get that out as well. Do you need to pause so you can deal with the splinter? That was no, that part was, of my role play. That was oh, that was banned for. Oh, <laughs> You're so convincing, I thought you actually had a splinter. Um, or, welcome. my voice is not much Bamfour. different from Bamfor's, so <laughs> either way, you'd know if it was first egg. <laughs> Certainly would. Um, or Jeff Ray. Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, he says in Dwarven, sort of to, to you, Bamfor, but also you know, um, a bit openly to the group. Um, this, this place is a secure vault and an escape route for whoever rightfully sits the throne. So if you need to rescue the queen, this this is where you would do it. We know that the castle has been taken over by Arkvale and she is now prisoner in her own castle. We intend to yeah, see if she wishes to be rescued. He spits ghost spit on the ground when you say Arkvale. Um, 
And then all this is in Dwarven, obviously, so I'm just... Yeah. Yeah. Is this being translated to us? Uh, I can in a minute. Uh, I was just going to ask him if, you know, tell him what we were up to, essentially. And then I'm like, I'm just explaining that he's, like, explaining to us that this is the escape route, and I'm explaining that we're going to go ask her if she wants to be rescued. We're kind of having a combo. I'll get back to Marley, don't tell him about the other ghosts, the ones that we killed or unkilled or re-killed. They might be his mates. Maybe a good idea. Banfall's miming ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) I tend Because he's still assumed that Marley doesn't speak common either, so. Yeah. I had turned back around um, and I'm like, uh, obviously we have no knowledge of the castle that we're trying to enter. Is there a a good route, uh, a room that we should be looking for, uh, anything you can tell us? There are entrances from this facility, but only those who hold the medallion can can pass. We keep hearing about this medallion. We don't have it. The keeper's medallion is normally held by whoever rightfully sits the throne. The queen herself may have it on her person. But how do we get to her if we don't have the medallion? That is your mission to bear. I can only guide from, from here, and he gestures to the shape of or where there would be an arcane symbol on the ground. So, you still haven't told us who you are, so you're basically just a security measure? <laughs> no, I am to- I'm Tox Stonemore, and says that as if you're supposed to know who Tox Stonemore is. I'm Marley Craft. And you she, like, she, like, grins. Um, yep, <laughs> yeah, um... Kyrene, roll a history check again, but this time with advantage. Now that you've got a name to place. That's an 18 this time. Nice. Uh, yeah, you now, re- now that you've got the name, you remember where you've seen this person before. There is a big statue of this man in the um, middle of the arena district in the city. This is Tox Stonemore, the founder of the city from 700 um, odd years ago. Oh. Oh, sorry, 1,700 years ago. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, I will share this information. Okay, good, because Molly's going like, I'm Molly Craft! <laughs> and just, like, standing there like, are we supposed to know each other? <laughs> and he's like, ah, ah, you, you, you Craft Cider, yes, I've had... <laughs> I'm like, oh, you... and then when, when I hear Karen filling me in from behind me, I'm like, oh, well, I mean, you must have had, like, my grandfather's 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 cider. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, no, well, nice, nice to meet you. Uh, what? Why are you doing this? <laughs> if you're that guy, statue in the arena area guy. Yes, I was tricked down here by my own priests near the end of my reign. I believe it was. Some kind of coup by one of my sons. They trapped me in this in this spirit tether. I can not leave this place. Would you want to? To move beyond the material realm. Yes, I would. Is there but a for the time you know of? There is not. As far as I can see, my purpose is to guide those who need guidance from here. We've got a guy like that ourselves, and Molly holds out the the seal and twists it in the air, and then pulls open the door. It's like, hey, it. If you want to say hi. Oh, you you open the dimension locker. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, um. <laughs> this is all obviously new to Karen, who's just seen yeah. a door to nowhere open in front of her. Yeah, and um. This Tox Stonemore, he reels back in, in surprise as well. Um, and you hear Haydet's voice go, I can't believe you've never heard of a shuck. Well, to be fair, they're quite rare. It's a telepathic shark duck. Hmm. And then that pauses for a second as if that's the end of that message, <laughs> which is a response to what you said during the, yeah. last, the last live show. And then you hear... Hey guys, I see you've arrived in Stonemore. I wonder if you could please do me a big favour. Well, it's more of a favour for the entire mortal realm, but I suppose if you could do this for me, that would be great. Uh, reach in and grab something. There's there's something there for you inside the locker. Okay, I, I, I reach in the locker. 
Okay, and you pull out um, three devices that are completely foreign and alien to you, but they are wristwatches. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then you hear his voice continue. Um, you may have seen clockwork before, but this is unlike anything that's been achieved in your time. There's an inventor in Stonemore, uh, a goblin named Shabs, who's very close to in- inventing this very thing. She's had a lot of setbacks and is on the verge of giving up. If you give her one of these watches, it should be the clue she needs to keep going and keep creating incredible things. Her workshop is in the merchant's district. I'll leave it to you to find her and give her one of these. The other two are for you. Hope you enjoy them. Uh, okay. Uh, he doesn't tell you. He doesn't tell you what it is or like what it's for. Yeah, I'm like, what? Do, what do we do with it? <laughs> yeah, clock clockwork is a thing. In like major cities, there'll be like one clock tower or something. Okay, but, but this okay. Yeah, so Molly's actually like... probably seen it back when she was living with the royals and stuff. Then. Yeah, you you would have seen a clock tower or two. And I I turn around to Banfor and I'm like, look, it's. Tiny clock tower. I think you're supposed to wear it. Uh, Bamford is um, transfixed by the clicking of the second hand and I, is watching it with, I with ha- evidently... Yeah. I hand him one because I'm clearly supposed to and I tuck the other two away on me. I haven't figured out how to wear it yet so I'm just going to put it in my bag or something. Oh, also, is the dimension locker still open? Yeah. Yep. Uh, by the way, uh, God, Kyrie, Kyrie, God. Um, any any questions for God, Kyrie? It's Haydet. Yeah. <laughs> Hamish, um... or whatever. <laughs> that, might, that might be the funniest thing that's ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, by the way, what was the lady's name? I didn't. I wasn't writing fast enough. As uh, a goblin, lady. yeah, a goblin inventor called Shabs. Shams. Shabs. And what what was the dwarven warrior's name again? Uh, Tok Stonemore. Okay, sorry. The founder of the city. I just I like knowing things. So yeah, Kyrene's just been introduced to Hated. I. She's just going to go, hello. Like, really <laughs> unsure about this whole thing. Good start. Anyway, and then uh, Banfor closes the, no, uh, no, the locket of God and hands thank it. you, you egg. <laughs> well, you can open it again, but it feels a bit superfluous at this point. <laughs> and I, like, take the freaking medallion out of the air and pop it back in my <laughs> clothes. It's a, it's, a, it's a key. It's a giant key. Key, yep, thing. It's a giant key. Yeah. Cool. Um, And then Tok just says to you in in Dwarven, I don't even want to pretend to know what that is, but and gestures to the wristwatch in your hand and says, that's a very interesting magic item you have there. Yeah. Banfor licks his. Tells the (laughs) time. It It tells you what the time is. I mean, normally they have towers in the cities these days, but this seems like a tiny, tiny tower that you keep with you. That seems handy. Amazing time in which we live. (laughs) Well, I mean, at least you don't have to look up at the sun and calculate. I was never very good with the whole angles thing. Listen, I can't can't look at the sun. He's in a cave. Don't tell him about the sun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Is that a sore point? He was a living person at one point. I mean, <laughs> I yeah, but we don't bring up Barley's parents sons. every ten minutes, do we? I mean, that's just—it's just rude, really, isn't it? Like, this is why we don't have kids. And um, the dwarf ghost then says, "I'm satisfied that you will do what you can to to do good for the rightful uh, royal family." Really? After all of that, you're still satisfied? Okay. <laughs> Says your intentions are not malevolent. Well, I can see that's, that. That's accurate. And you then, have the costume, though. 
<laughs> not Maleficent. I'm like... <laughs> then he glows really, really, really bright, enough that you have to shield your eyes. And when um, the light fades, uh, he is gone, and the arcane circle on the ground is glowing faintly, but like dimming by the second. And there is now a very big, heavy wooden door on the wall that was blank before. I put down my hand to Hodge and I ruffle him by the ears just to make sure he's okay. Because that must have been quite scary. Yeah. Hodge was just like prepared for battle that whole time. Because <laughs> we're just like haunches raised and like growling. And I say, who's a good boy? You're a good who's- wolfie. Yes, you are, Hodge. He does that dog leaping up and like putting his tongue out, like performing thing for you. <laughs> like it's me. Am I the good boy? Am I the good boy? Oh. <laughs> All right. Cool. A door. Let's do this thing, guys. I didn't really find out any information about where the queen might be, but yay! At least we. So know we where assume the that Marley fills us in on the conversation. <laughs> oh yeah. Though that's that was the gist of the conversation. I didn't really find out anything about where the queen is, but that guy seems to be happy enough that we're about to rescue her, so he didn't kill us. This is great news for us. We used words this time. Fan 4 is clearly disappointed. (laughs) Also, I may need to have a long rest sometime soon, or we're going to be in trouble. Um, And on that bombshell, Fan 4 sits down. Oh, no. <laughs> oh God, and starts rolling some uh, healing dice. Health really? Dice. Can we not just go through the door, see what's on the other side of the door, and then? Do what if it's enemies, Jules? I, I have to agree, Bam. For there could be enemies, so we might want short rest now while there are none around. But short rest. You have three hit points. It gives me shit because I'm a goddamn blood hunter. And I can roll some goddamn healing dice. <laughs> Yay! I can't. Well, I'm going I'm sure to. I used all of mine. And the sure last is. Really? really? Used so. seven? Used seven hit dice? Well, I mean... Four. We haven't actually rested in a really long time, remember? Eleven... And you haven't had a long episodes? rest since, since since the lake. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure I've healed myself with all of my hit dice in between. No, because we only, right, we I only restored for 17 off three die. Do we have any health potions? Yeah, you guys have health potions in your inventory. I'm going to take a health potion. Okay, just a potion of healing. Um, potion of healing. Yep, take... Take one out of your um, inventory and roll um, 2d4 plus 2. I don't have any in my inventory. Could I please Uh, have one? I know you guys collectively had lots. Uh, I might have them all on me. I have three on me. That's it. We must have used some. 4d4 plus what? Uh, If if it's a normal one, it's 2d4 plus 2. 24 plus 2. So you're taking one? Yes, please. Cool. 2, 4, 6 more. Okay, I only used 4 dice for hit dice, according to okay. my notes. So I have 3 left of D8s. Well, but that, that's the bard hit dice, the um, ranger's D10, I think. I never used to play hit dice, it was cheating. Back in the old day. <laughs> okay, I'll just I'll let you not, you know, I'll stop you from doing this then if, if you're fine to die. I don't want to die, that's the thing. Oh, sweet, I rolled two tens and a five. That's good. Alrighty, you, you've sat down for an hour and chilled and presumably swapped information about what you just learned from Tox Stonemore and, and probably figuring out these new watch devices that you've got and talking about your plan of attack or did you just sit in silence for an hour <laughs> um Bamfor made uh a half-hearted attempt at chit chat and then fell asleep <laughs> oh. 
Um, Molly, probably, I don't know. What's a because I'm healing myself as a ranger. I probably like spend some time like polishing and like looking after my crossbow, you know. Okay. And yep. like tightening the string and doing all of that kind of stuff. Yep. Karin was Karin. Just meditating. You were just what? Meditating. Oh, just meditating. Yeah. yeah. Um, Marley, did you want to do your song of rest to make those hit dice more potent? Oh yeah. It is a 1d6 that everybody who can hear me that's friendly yep. gets. Yep. Per hit dice? No, totally. Just 1d6. Four. Hey, full health. So we have finished our resting. Open yes. the door. The door is opened. Okay. On the other side of the door is a similar uh, corridor, although you notice immediately that the door closes behind you and it disappears and this part of the corridor no longer has the glowing orbs embedded into the walls and ceiling instead it has a few torches in sconces on the wall and they are lit so that indicates that there might be people nearby okay i smell sneak this time yeah molly tries to like to like blend into the wall and like move stealthily. Banfoot walks behind her. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing like a neon sign. <laughs> Half elf here. Okay, um, as you guys creep down this tunnel, or as two of you creep and one of you lumbers, you hear, you start to hear a few voices of um, just like a group of people talking. It sounds like males. Um, at least two that you can hear. <clears throat> One of them is, says, um, as, you know, as you approach, it starts to get more and more clear what they're saying. And you hear one say, I just don't know why they even make us come down here. I mean, they ain't nothing to guard. We just come down here, sit for a few hours and go home. It's boring. Me, I, 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 I don't mind a little bit of boring work, but I'll tell you what, this place gives me the creeps. It's just weird, isn't it? It's, there ain't nothing here. It's like... Ain't you ever wonder why this is even here? Oh, Jimmel says it's some kind of secret escape tunnel for them royals what stay up in a castle and whatnot. Yeah, but old Jimmel's crazy as a goblin, mate. Says the sky's made of pudding. It's full of nonsense. Got a head full of head full of clouds. No, I, I heard he uh, used to work in them royal kitchens or something. He's dropped on the queen. Former queen. Well, yeah, former queen, you know. Anyway, old Jimmel says, you know, there's a place down here full of treasure. Only the queen can get it. I think it's bullshit, but, you know, I still ain't got any better ideas about what's going on down here. Then hear a third voice say, Would you idiots please shut up? Um, All right, fine. Just, just making it passing the time. Um, sort of during this or just after this conversation, Molly would have been messaging both Corrine and Banfor separately, obviously, because I don't think I can do them both at one time, just to say, shh, 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 maybe we can take them by surprise. Yeah. Uh, Banfor nods quietly. Cool. <laughs> well, yeah, you can reply via message anyway, but yes. Fine. He sends back, I'm nodding. <laughs> Nod. <laughs> but it's in and all caps. Uh, Molly would try uh, draw crossbow, obviously, and try and sneak forward. Um, you can't see these people yet, but then um, the the corridor sort of starts to bend a little bit to the right, and then you do see three men in Arkvale uniforms. One of which is sitting down, wearing like armor over his uniform, and the others are just like regular old black and gold soldiers. Are they wearing helmets? None of them are wearing helmets. I want to shoot to kill from my position where I can just see them. Okay, um, let's see. Should I be a nice DM and let you have a surprise round, or should I not be a nice DM and make you roll stealth first? That's fair. Um, that's actually fair. Mean no, DM. That's fair. Mean DM. They hear me coming? Okay, yeah. yeah. Roll stealth first to see if you get a surprise round. And do the other two help you with stealth or hinder you? I nat 20 Oh my god, I'm so excited. 
You are the knight. Um, okay, so with, with your critical success, you you very stealth. <laughs> you much you much stealth. You many oh stealth. God. I swear to God, if I don't actually like roll high to hit now, I'm gonna be real upset. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you you actually man- manage to um, creep quite close and get yourself a, a very good vantage point to okay, cool. fire off a clean shot on one of these three well, men. Um, um, what are the other two doing? I'm gonna turn to Vampire and go. Be ready to throw me. <laughs> I mean, currently you're attached to me. Well, I mean, untie me Buy first and then get ready to throw me. <laughs> um, man, there's two parts of me. One of them is just thinking about holding onto that rope and spinning. Um, and, yeah, just <laughs> and then just hopping you at people. Um, but then for um, quietly. Uh, Uh, Benfor uh, leans down, eyeballs the halfling, and cuts the rope. And then hitches her by, I assume, the collar and the belt. And holds her kind of like a battering ram. Perfect. <laughs> okay, that right there is the perfect place to end the episode, because that is amazing. <laughs> um, who wants to take us out? Harry. And that's the end of the episode. Yay! Okay, so in the next one, uh, there's going to be a fight taking place, including a throne halfling, which I can't wait. You're going to have to throw me. I don't know the... Just FYI, I don't know the mechanics of halfling throwing. But It'll be the I'm, same I'm, dwarf throwing and there's actually a sheet for that somewhere. Yeah, I know there is, but I'm very, very on board to improvise. Okay, cool. All right. I think it's um, under Goodbye. dwarf comma tossery. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Yay! They used words instead of weapons. Who knew that would work? And they actually learned some Ison history, which you can find out for yourself on the Ison Wiki, BT Dubs. Did I just say BT Dubs? I don't even know who I am anymore. And it looks like we might have some halfling tossing next week. What a time to be alive. If you want to talk to us about the show, you can do that on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fate of Ison, or email us, fateofison at gmail.com. The Fate of Ison is part of the Necropoticon Network. They've got shows about RPGs, true crime, film reviews, and everything you want to hear. Head to necropoticon.com or chat with us in real time on the Necropoticon Discord server. Thanks for listening, y'all!